Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, if we're going to talk cadences, there's one guy we can bring in right now that I think knows a thing or two about it. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Sterner throws, Visit them in Conway today or check out ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown! All right, welcome in, old Clint. We're over here talking about cadences and quarterbacks using them to their advantage. You probably know a thing or two about it. Maybe, but, yeah. Uh, I, I said, Clint, like it was different from college and uh, high school to college and pro. It, the You start really paying attention to the little things. In high school, I never thought more of a cadence than, okay, is it on one or two? Uh, you know, college, you start seeing if it's going to show the defense what they're, what they're going to try to do by trying to, you know, do a little slow cadence. And then NFL, it's just a completely different ball game of using that cadence to a quarterback's advantage. Yeah, man. Look, I, I heard y'all talking. That That is absolutely beautiful comment. That's kind of radio I'm talking about right there. <laughs> um, this is yeah, sweet music look, to yeah. your ears, yes. Oh, man, I, I love it. I mean, I, I get accused of, of going too deep from time to time down here. On the radio, I'm talking about boys, nothing else. On the radio. Oh, <laughs> oh, just just yeah, to be yeah, clear, yeah. just oh, to be yes. clear, I wasn't patting myself on the back. Oh, yes. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's it's interesting. I was very fortunate, man. I had I – had, uh, Joe Ferguson at Arkansas, who obviously played 18, 19 years in the league and, and was big into the details of the game. And so we really worked voice flexion and, and not having a rhythm in your cadence. And, and you know, it, once you get ready to go, you don't have it. Make it non-rhythmic all the time so that you, so you can change it at will. And so, yeah, man, it, it was it, it's definitely a big-time, big-time game changer. You know, the interesting thing on that front to me, I, that was one of a handful of things that I, I did really well, right? I mean, I, I, I processed pretty good. I had great voice flexion. I had great poise and feel in the pocket, and I was tough. I couldn't throw with most of them. I couldn't run with any of them. But I could do those little things pretty pretty well. It's interesting, DJ, because – and you'll notice because you play with so many different guys, but some guys have the ability to do it, but most don't, mm. right? I mean, most most guys that you, that you play with don't have the, the, the voice and the power behind their voice to change it and, and, and make it effective. And that's why people talk about Dan Marino right now, all, John Elway all the time, because their voice flexion was tremendous, and they just killed teams with it. Yeah, you, you Peyton Manning would make people on the sidelines jump off sides. So, I mean, it's just so <laughs> command. I mean, it's just it's so, so convincing. Uh, but, you know, you talk about, you know, Arkansas, for instance. You know, KJ, he would always uh, clap his hands. Uh, home games and away games. Now, uh, NFL teams, you know, they'll, they'll do that on the road if it's too loud. Uh, you can't hear anything. Usually it's a small little point down communication with the center or the guard looks back, taps the center. And even that, when it comes to the details, are very intricate. And a lot of it up to then is the center. But when you are home and you have it to your advantage, you know, I, I just hate the clap. Uh, I think it takes away from the advantage of, of using that voice inflection because, hey, man, if you're Arkansas and, you know, Miles Garrett at Texas A&M, he's coming off the edge. A quarterback who is just a menace with the cadence, it, it can mess with a guy like that and slow him down from getting on the edge quick. Uh, look, I, I think I think the the cadence is, to your point, I mean, I think I think the NFL and even some of the more advanced college teams are, are having to 
give up certain details of, of playing the position like the cadence and some of the other things because the focus on making it simpler, making the transition from college to the NFL simpler so guys can play earlier and play effective, right? And, and so I think a lot of that, to your point, a lot of the using the cadence and um, a lot of times using motion within your offense and using multiple formations, you know, used to, if you couldn't do that, you couldn't play. You know, you just, you just, they didn't give you a chance to play. And now they're saying, okay, we want these guys that ran a certain kind of offense in college to be able to transition and play year one. So they're eliminating all the more difficult things. And, and that just that just happens to be one of them. That The clapping now, um, you know, the, the guard the guard doing a lot of the communicating with the center. It's just a different game. And I, I think a lot of it is, is basically to make it simpler for, for the young kids to be able to play that you invest so much money in. They need these quarterbacks to play on a first contract. Right, so that they can build around them. Yeah. Well, the only way you can get a quarterback to play on a first contract is the minute he walks in the door, he's the guy. How do you do that quickly? You eliminate the more difficult things. And 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 again, to the to the outside world, when, when I say more difficult things, some people think you know throwing this route or throwing that route. In reality, it's all mental, right? It, it's eliminating how much communication he has that he has to have. It, it, it's eliminating the ability, you know, the possibility of him jumping off sides or him getting confused and forgetting the snap count. And so a lot of the the old school stuff that DJ, you and I did, and, and, and to be honest with you, you and I did well. It was one reason why we were better than the guys guys that were that we were competing with. A lot of that's getting eliminated from the game. Mm. Clint Sterner joining us. Clint, I got to get your thoughts on the Super Bowl. You mentioned playing on the first contract. That's what the 49ers have been able to do with Brock Purdy. He's played at a high level on that, not just a rookie deal, but the last pick in the draft rookie deal. So they're saving a ton of money. What was your assessment of the game? It seemed like the discourse around his play continued after the game, even though it seemed like he played pretty well, uh, all things considered. What was your take? Well, look, I, I think he played well. I think he did all he could. I mean, he answered – he answered um, the, the best quarterback that, that uh, we've arguably ever seen play the game, damn sure physically, one of the best play caller and head coaches that we've ever seen in the game. You know, every time those guys scored late, he went down and, and scored and, and gave his team a chance to win. I mean, that's all you can ask for your quarterback to do right there. And, and, and the play that ultimately stopped him was a blown protection by a backup lineman that had to come in earlier because of an injury. Um, so I think Brock Purdy, I mean, I, I just I – don't, I don't subscribe to all the um, – I don't want to call it hate because I don't think it is, but but all of the conversation around him and and the negative, the negative push towards the game manager role. I, I think all great quarterbacks they have different. Some of them have different strengths and weaknesses, but they're all they're all game managers. All the ones that are playing deep into the playoffs consistently are game managers, and so I, I think that's a huge plus. Where there's a negative connotation on it now. Look, I, I think he played well. I think the story about the Super Bowl really right now is is especially in San Francisco, is how they appear to be just, just unraveling, guys. Mm. I mean, you, you look at what's going on in San Francisco. Clearly there was there was a, a communication problem between Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes, so they fired their defensive coordinator. The offensive lineman that I just told you that blew the, blew the protection, he got called out by the guy that got injured on social media. They went back and forth. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw. Then the D lineman mm-hmm. from Georgia that's now at, at, at uh, Philly, he got involved in it. And, and so um, – there's just so much, and now Brandon Ayuk, who I don't know, I like Brandon Ayuk, but I don't know that he's a guy to walk around beating his chest with his girlfriend or whoever the hell it is, asking for a new contract. Like, I don't know if that's a good idea uh, the day after the Super Bowl. So um, it's interesting what's going on in San Francisco right now beyond the game and off of the field. It's, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Kyle Shanahan, you know, circles, circles the wagon, so to speak. All right, Clint, Patrick Mahomes, 
they get the ball like they won- or they didn't get the ball. Excuse me, they get the ball second. What was your take? It's it's now going back and forth throughout the throughout the week, and you're seeing the Chiefs and their level of preparation and and how they wanted that scenario to play out exactly like it did. Hindsight's everything, of course, but if you're in that situation, what are you doing? Are you doing what Kyle Shanahan did, or are you doing what the Chiefs actually want to do? Are you kicking first? You better answer this the right no, way. I'm, I'm at, no, I'm 10 out of 10. Uh, I'm, I want to be in the Chiefs position. I, I, I want to yeah. know. I, I want them to have the football first. I want to know what I have to do. Do I have to kick a field goal? Can I be conservative and kick a field goal? Or, or do I need to go for it on fourth down and keep the drive alive? Do I, do I need seven? And then if I really if I'm worried about which Kyle Shanahan I think is the is kind of the low hanging fruit excuse this is a reaction I, I believe by him and saying that he wanted the ball first on the third possession because that that is a sudden death I think that's just a reaction to his mistake to be honest with you um, ten out of ten times you you give them the football because then you know exactly what you need to do to win the game and then if you're worried about the sudden death you just go for two after you score to win the ball game instead of kicking the extra point so. Um, I, th- I think he made a, a, a terrible decision at that point in time. But I'll be honest with you, I, I'm I'm a little more lenient on the in the moment decisions, and that that one right there is is a, a, probably a little fringe. That 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 was a, just a piss poor decision, to be honest with you. But the in the moment decisions like that, game time decisions like that, I'm a little bit more lenient than most folks. What concerns me most is that you had several players come out immediately and say, "Man, we didn't even know the rules had changed." Oh. Right, and then and then you have the audio from the sideline of those players saying, "Hey guys, guess what? If 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 we score, we still got to go play defense." Like they had no clue. <laughs> they, oh. they they had they legitimately had no clue. And it wasn't just one guy; it was the entire damn sideline. Oh. So that's the part that concerns me more. That's not like Kyle Shanahan. He usually wins the detail game, so that that concerns me more than anything, more than the in, in the moment decision. Yeah, uh, man, Clint, we really appreciate you. I think this is your last go-around for a minute. Maybe we can get you back on uh, maybe during football season. And uh, we really appreciate you, too. If you have a second, go check out the interview we had yesterday with the top uh, prospect in the state that committed to Arkansas, offensive lineman from Marion, uh, Karius Curran. I-, I think you would appreciate him. Let me tell you this. We got a dog on the way to Fayetteville. Uh, I'll, I'll leave on. you with that. And I'll <laughs> That'll be one you appreciate. It, it probably would have been DJ, better fit for a Pat McAfee show. Yeah, <laughs> DJ, DJ, that's beautiful. People, people laugh when I, I I called a couple of Arkansas games and I used the word dog fifteen times. And people on social media say, "Who's this guy? A well, dog with this dog that?" No, if I'm a coach, that's the one thing I'm looking for more than size, more than speed. You give me a dog at the college level, no. I can win some football games. So I, right. I'm with you. Hey, but look, here's the deal, man. Meet with me and DJ behind this thing. We can find a damn sponsor so that me and you can talk about wives and girlfriends farting in front of us and, and, and when does a shark become a you crap your pants. I mean, that's a hell of a deal, man. <laughs> what color is yours? <laughs> I don't know that different colors. <laughs> hey, man, Clint, we appreciate you, man. You have a great day. That's Clint Sterner, as always. Right, See boys. you, Clint. Yeah, have a good one. Oh, my gosh. All right. We got to take a break on that note. We'll be back after this short break. Uh, 